Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon, PGA DFS fans and. Man, I got to be honest, I don't normally do this, but I'm reading the comments here, and Brendan just told us that it's one of his favorite hours of the week. First of all, Brendan, thank you for that comment. It is PGA DFS Strategy Hour. It's Ben Raza here. Uh, I am Jason Roslin. It is the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and folks, that's going to be a big theme this week. Rocket. I'm going to talk about a little bit why after. For those of you that, that have played the last two years, or more specifically last year, you guys may already know why. If not, Ben and I are going to get into all of that. But before we do, of course, we want to thank Monkey Knife Fight, the sponsor of our show here this week. Their player props-based contest, well, they're a lot of fun. I've been starting to do them myself over the last couple of months, and I get to do every single sport over at Monkey Knife Fight, whether it's NBA, UFC, PGA, esports, soccer going on right now and of course nfl coming up monkey knife fight has it for you so what you get to do is you get to go uh, to their site sign up first of all using promo code awesome you're going to get a hundred dollars there on your first match deposit and then you're going to get to pick the game that you'd like to play and ben we're going to talk about one of those games right now what would be a an example of that and this week it's for round one Bryson DeChambeau and Hideki Matsuyama. You get to pick the under or the over 69 and a half. If you get both right, you earn two and a half X your buy-in. So for me this week, Detroit Golf Club. Ben, it's kind of like a lead-in to the first two sections, but this golf course is so incredibly easy that not one hole plays over 0.2 over par and only five holes played over par more. So for that, it says to me, Bryson DeChambeau seems like he's playing better, and Hideki Matsuyama stayed in pretty good form. I'm going to say they're both at at least four under or better. So 69 and a half, I'm going to take the under. Do you want to take the other side of that or maybe something else that you saw you liked? I might have put an eagle prop in there that you might want to talk about. Yeah, so there's definitely ways to do it, but whatever you do on Monkey Knife Fight, I think it has to be geared towards scoring. Yeah. The score says there's no defense. Uh, it's par 72. There's par fives. You can get in a little trouble off the tee, but even so, you're going to work in and out of it pretty quickly. You can be aggressive. Bryson took it apart with his driver. You can lay back, uh, hit the fairway, and then you have a lot of birdie chances. I'm with you. I think these guys will certainly be in the 60s to start, along with a lot of other players, and I wouldn't be stunned to see some uh, you know, eagles on the card this week. And you mentioned that. That was the other uh... – prop that I want to talk about this week. So they have a monkey knife fight has an Eagle challenge where if your three players make two and a half or more Eagles, you're going to be entered into the Eagle eye contest, which you want a share of $10,000. If three, your three golfers are no three golfers picked get over 
those three birdies and it'll roll over to next week. So for this week, you get any three, obviously Bryson's an easy pick. Then I'm going to add in Hideki Matsuyama. And then the last one, I click Sungjae, but I'm not confident. Who would your third pick here be? Again, it's, I know we're looking at Eagles, so it's a little tough maybe uh, to predict, but who would you like to be as your third guy here? Yeah. I mean, I, I want someone who's maybe a little aggressive. Uh, someone like Neiman comes to mind, uh, you know, can, can really dial in. Will Z, we've seen his approaches, particularly long approaches, which, you know, you're imagining going for the green in two here, of course, on par, par fives. Yep. That's the kind of guy I envision who will have opportunities if he's striking it well. So a lot of different ways to get exposure to these guys. I think the catalyst, no matter what you do, though, you better be able to score because grinding out and avoiding bogeys is just not enough this week. No, it sure isn't. As we move on to Detroit Golf Club, it's one theme. It's an easy golf course. We already said it. There's many Eagles. There was about 30 last year, uh, which is just completely messes with the scoring in yeah, DFS. It's, it's crazy. Um, they tried to make the rough longer, but it only just helped out the longer hitters. Just don't even worry about that. If they're going to play this event, which they are, don't try and do silly stuff. Just let the guys get to 30 under. That's kind of my thought at this point. If they're going to play the event, might as well just let it be. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's a, it's a different type of golf. That's really, you know, there's ebbs and flows within the, we talk about this with the U S open on the other side of the spectrum. It's a different type of golf. You need a different mindset. I do think in general, we're going to talk about this with the show. Some guys are not built to go at flags as often as you kind of need to here. It's not every hole, of course, but some guys' mindset is play smart golf and it does not translate. I think the corn fairy mindset where you see like minus 25 all the time there, it really translates to these events because the guys go out and they're thinking 65. Uh, I'll take three bogeys because I'm going to make 10 or 11 birdies on my round. For sure. And another thing that we saw the last first two years at this course is that pretty much on every single par four or five, you can hit driver off the tee. So you're hitting 14, 15 drivers a day. So that kind of goes to my theme this week is rockets. So we're going to start off with all guys in the first couple of rounds, talking about golfers that are in the top 50 in driving distance on the PGA tour. I think it's one course that above most all others driving distance is going to matter so much this week just going to give guys more and more wedges in their hands, especially with how easy the course is. So we're going to go down, but before uh, we get going exactly, I want to just mention 36 of the top hundred are here. It's third year in existence, but let's go ahead and go into our fourth little thing, uh, Jordan there, the rocket drivers. And of course, Bryson is the king of this right now, right? And we know Brooks Kepka, probably the queen. Maybe you could substitute each, each, each other. in. listen, Bryson has the major most recently, Capco, probably the queen of this, but where do you think Matt Wolf fits in this picture, Ben? Yeah, he is the, uh, the, uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's the unknown because we, we do kind of know, but at the same time, I mean, Matt Wolf at, at points, not that long within the last calendar year has looked prime to win majors. Uh, and then there's been times where we wonder, is he going to be able, you know, he's, he's been vocal about, you know, having some issues and whatnot. Can he just be on tour and play as good as we know he can? So Certainly each week uh, with the withdrawals and whatnot, it, it, it's a, I'd say a pretty tenuous situation. I'm not going to bank on him, but at the same time, the, the allure of him in tournaments every week, when you get the best version of him, I mean, is there anyone just to go back to what you talked about at the top? Is there anyone you would want more for an Eagle prop? I mean, the guy, he scores he so well when he is on. For me, 
I'm all about him this week. I think it's almost identical to where we were last year in this event. It was basically the start of his struggles. Now, within those struggles for Wolf, he came in second here. He came in second at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. He came in 15th at the U.S. Open at Torrey. I mean, those have legitimately been his three best starts over the last year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it continue. This is a course where he's not going to really lose the golf ball off the tee. He may send it off to another moon, but as long as that moon is not crashing into our moon, he should be fine. And his approach game looked pretty good at Tory, and his putter looked on Ben. So for me, I'm back into Matt Wolf this week, 9,100 right now. We haven't projected under 10%. So before we go on and talk about a couple of other guys, I want to mention our free premium tool for PGA today. It is what I think the most comprehensive tool that we have, and you can find all of the information that you'd want in it. It's the top golfers tool. You can find ownership in there. You can find above all else, how much each golfer is expected to win based on the simulations we do here. It's a really great tool. And one of those uh, that I wanted to bring up was Matthew Wolf. You can see his projected ownership there under 10%. And for me, Ben, I think that with a lot of people going to pay up for, say, Matsuyama, Zalatoris, I'm okay playing Wolf in the variability that we're going to get. Yeah, listen, I think you just have to be prepared that you he has less stability than a, an average 9K guy. Uh, the floor is non-existent. We, we just see it. I, ownership really dictates a lot with him because he's such an enticing fade when he's popular because his miscut equity is really high for a guy that good. Um, because when he doesn't have it, he's unable to really play per se. So uh, it's a double-edged sword. When you don't have him and he's on, you're in big trouble. And when you have him and he's off, you're in big trouble. And that's why the ownership on him is particularly of interest to me if he's low-owned. Agreed. Now, a couple of other rocket drivers, I'll call them in this range here, is we got guys like Joaquin Neiman, Jason Kokrak, Sungjae Im, and Bubba Watson, all, believe it or not, in the top 50 in driving distance this year. So of those four names, any that interest you more than the other? And then, of course, we'll go to the, I'll call them the anti-rockets in this range. So Neiman is someone who's been, he's made a lot of cuts, but the results, you've spoke about this a, a lot, that he's hes really not doing much. You know, he's coming in 30th and 40th and 50th. I do think this is more suited to his game. Uh, you know, go really low, score really well. He won at Greenbrier, you know, kind of took it apart with the putter. He can get streaky hot with that. I think his off the tee game is still very solid. I got to ask you though. Uh, I mean, but I, I wasn't paying super close attention. Yeah. But Bubba, that was a full meltdown. Um, that was a I, Bryson DeChambeau like Sunday at Tory meltdown. It, it really was. Bubba looked to be in control of the golf tournament. He really did. And then one bogey literally sent him off a cliff. It was unbelievable. Now, we saw a little hangover with Bryson, but he was able to bounce back and kind of maintain the form that we've been seeing, I would say, close to a top five finish form, definitely not going to miss a cut form. Now, do you think Bubba is similar or do you think that it was more of a flash in the pan last week? Uh, and are you interested if it's not a flash in the pan? I would love to say that I am, but I'm honestly not that interested. I, I, I feel like Bubba more than most guys and it's, it's well-documented. Yes. He likes what he likes and he doesn't like what he doesn't like. And travelers, he's got a lot of those trophies on the mantle. He's been here twice. He's missed the cut twice. Does that mean he's always going to miss the cut? Obviously not. But I don't think uh, coming off that it's a great situation for a guy that obviously is getting, you know, a, a price bump because of the weak field. 
Yeah, totally agree. There's a couple of more guys that are getting price bumps because of this weaker field this week. And we'll talk about a couple of them now. And these are all golfers that I would say aren't going to fit my profile uh, that I'm looking for this week that hit the ball really long and maybe putt well. But you were just mentioning about Joaquin Neiman making cuts, um, not having too much upside. Yeah. Do you think Patrick Reed has enough upside in these scoring events to pay off a top five salary? Last week, I think, is a great example. Came in T25, had an eagle, had a birdie streak. So he put up okay points, but he didn't put up top five points for a top five salary. So for me, I don't need to play him. I think I can go get more win equity, certainly out of Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he's, he's no Aaron Wise, my man. Yeah, The exactly. birdie machine. 20 uh, last week, by the way. Love Reed it. is tough because you're right. I, I, th- I picture him more grinding out. You know, if you tell me the winner at a, a tournament is eight under, I'm thinking Patrick Reed might be there. All day long. Yep. Um, he is an elite putter and that helps, but it's still more, I think, geared towards that concept that I was talking about at the beginning. I, I don't think that Patrick Reed is the type of guy. I'm not saying he can't go low because he's a world-class player, but I more envision him, uh, you know, avoiding bogeys, working out of trouble than someone who's just, dialed in with the irons and it's oh my god 59 watch because we're going to see some of that this week i really believe it so i'm not gonna have no exposure what i'd love to do with reed is honestly come in around the field so if he does have an explosive week i'm, I'm covered a little bit but i don't see myself really taking a big stand with him 27 percent owned for the king of rockets bryson uh DeChambo. i almost called him bryson mortgage uh, rocking mortgage, you know, kind of going. Anyways, do you think, or let, let me ask you a different way. Will you be paying your mortgage off with winnings from Bryson DeChambeau this week, or are you going to go the other way on the highest owned golfer of the slate? I don't know if I could get like 35, 40% Bryson. Uh, I have no problem with it. He's the defending champ. He does what he does, elite scorer, but you're still paying 11-4. And this is a, a tournament where, to me, the, the win equity is so dispersed and the placement points are so dispersed. It's tough to go there when there's just so many random guys that I think can do it. So I'm going to have some Bryson. I'm not trying to full fade a guy this this potent, but 30% is a lot. Uh, I, I want some shares of Decky. I want some balance builds. Will Z, we mentioned Reed. Webb is just there. I have no idea what to do with him. Uh, but he's another one. I'll give you. I'll give you a, a, a solution. To what to do with Webb? Well, Just don't play him. Okay, <laughs> that's a strategy I can get down with. Uh, I only say that because he's hurt. Now, I think that this golf course is a little bit different as we transition to Webb quickly. If you're hurt and you hit the ball 290 max to begin with, you're probably going to hit it 275. You're you're not going to be able to get extra yardage if you've got a bad back. Here's the difference between Paul Casey. Paul Casey hits the ball 330 yards. Now, maybe he's not the longest on tour, but he's certainly longer than Webb Simpson. So Casey can go out and compete a little bit. Webb, two weeks ago at U.S. Open, the longest course on tour, we, we, it was just a terrible setup for his injury. Now, if he wasn't injured and he hit 85% of his fairways, it would have been different. I think for me this week, he's going to have to be the best putter in the world to be able to compete with these guys that are going to hit it 100 yards further than him. Again, it's a similar situation with Patrick Reed. We need, even he came in eighth last year. That didn't, that won't pay off a salary this week unless all the other chalk misses the cut around him. So for me, I think it's easy. He's not going to come in the top five this week. He's just not playing good enough. Yeah. I mean, he's got to flip the putter. That's priority one. Um, yep. It's been a little cold. His, his ball striking 
really has just been suspect outside of Heritage, which is a place he absolutely loves. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, I never get web, web right anyway. He certainly doesn't seem like the guy that you'd want to target here. But again, we're going to have to see exactly how that ownership falls. I, I don't think he'll be super low owned just because he's still, uh, you know, one of the better names in the field. Agreed. I think uh, first run somewhere around 20%. Maybe he trends yeah. a little bit down from that, but that's, that's not happening for me. Yeah. No chance. I no get chance. over. Uh, so a little strategy here, Bryson DeChambeau and Matt Wolf. If we stick those two guys up top, of course, we're talking about on DraftKings here. We're only left with 7,300 per golfer, roughly. Is this field from 7,400 to 6,800 strong enough, like last week, that you are comfortable with this type of build? Yeah, I think so. There's just so many names um, and it's difficult because just like last week, you know, for every Kramer Hickok, there's five guys who didn't make it, but yep. there are names and there are going to be guys in these ranges that play very well. So you can absolutely make that work. Uh, you know, it's, it's a noted pairing. Some of that range has gotten a little thrown out with EVR and list withdrawing Hoffman is gone. He's more in the upper where it was he? he was in the mid eights. But we get new guys. I think that I, I know I'm jumping around a little. I don't know where Seamus is going to be priced, but people are going to go to him. He's been playing really good golf. You're going to have plenty of punts if you want to want to go with like a big one-two punch. Yeah, interesting. I just saw um, John Pock into the chat. All right. All right, uh, boy. Yeah, I will talk about John um, here in a little bit. Why don't I have power mentioned uh, not priced yet? He Hopefully was, they'll get him in the field. I would suspect with a guy that's been playing, you know, top twenties, the last four starts, they'll put him in. He got in for Hoffman. I assume him and you line are in for Hoffman and list. Oh, list is gone too. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, I just saw that too. So yeah, we should get those two guys in because they're bigger names. They'll be priced somewhere in that probably right around where list was actually. I, I think so too. And I, I like that spot for, for Seamus who's been playing great golf. Yeah, he, he certainly has another good start last week, so we'll, we'll certainly get in it. Let me ask you, go back to Sung J.M. for a second here. He's sitting next to Coke Rack and Neiman. I expect them all to come in around 15%. Do you think that this could be a spot for Sung Jay to break out of his, you know, I'll call it top 10 drought? I mean, the guy hasn't come in the top 10 since the Honda Classic back in February where he won last year. I don't know. I I mean, I definitely think, of course, it's an opportunity because it's a weak field, but he's just been really doing nothing that I can point to where it's just like, oh, he needs to fix his this. approach and then he's fine. No, yep. it's not. It's just very uninspiring. One thing looks good. The other doesn't vice versa. I do picture him more on. I, I know it's because he won there, but like this is not like Honda in many ways. And I, I do think those type of tracks are more his speed. He's a well-rounded player. He's someone that I... I I really just don't have a strong take on. I, I certainly prefer the more aggressive, you know, bombers as we would call them yep. uh, just North of him. Yeah. So would you prefer Kokrak and Neiman over him this week, or would you really try and get up to Willie Z Hideki? 
No, I'm I'm comfortable with those guys. I think their their games have come a long way, particularly Kokrak. I mean, his yes. putter is ridiculous. It's going to regress, but you know what? Maybe not this week. He's made a lot, and everything else was always good with him. So yep. I have no problem with those guys. And listen, I, I don't want to make it like I'm I'm totally against Sanjay. I just think that when you when you look at his game, there's just an unknown. I, I can't really figure out what the problem is, but the results really have been underwhelming. Now I ask you about Sunjay because the lineup that I'm clicking around kind of that we built, uh, I ended up on him with Wolf and uh, DeChambeau in there and uh, a couple of other maybe cheaper guys that one wouldn't expect. So I'm kind of along the same boat as you, but I think for Kokrak, I'm a little nervous, Ben, and we'll spend a minute on him. He profiles well. He's top 20 in driving distance this year, top 20 off the tee, top 10 in strokes gained putting. But do you think that the win and then the subsequent miscut at the U.S. Open may be kind of showcases a, a little not caring spurt for Jason Kokrak since we've got the results tremendously over the last nine months to a year? I mean, there definitely could be an element that it's tough to know because it was the U.S. Open and that produces, you know, people so miss the cut at the U.S. Open because it's the U.S. Open. Now, if he would have missed the cut at, say, like Travelers and, and another week event, I would be a lot more concerned I think that could have just been a product of him playing an extremely difficult golf course. Uh, so I'm, I'm okay with Kokrak. Prefer Neiman over both, though. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Neiman. Neiman and M, I go back and forth on. At least M has a top 17 uh, in the last four weeks or four starts. Neiman can't say that, believe it or not, which no. is crazy, which is which is insane. All right, let's um, go on to some uh, rocket values. But before I do, of course, I want to let you guys know about the awesome – awesome tools we have over behind the curtain and we've got some amazing golf coming up in just two weeks time the open championship the week after that the olympics then the week yeah. after that is a double week event where DraftKings likely will give us you know dual contest for so it's a great time to come on and join us and if you want to try us out this week it's just 8.95 for that pga weekly package and if you want to join us for all the sports we got going on NBA still, of course, we've got two series still going on. MLB every day, the Euro Cup. That's been a lot of fun. In fact, it's been some of the best soccer we've seen in a while. So great time to join. You want to get all of the sports? $29.95 for the Osmo Plus Platinum Pass for the week. So great deals there. Of course, like I said, you want to get into the uh, that that side behind the curtain. You want to get a look-see? Go check out this Top Golfer tool that's free today. And the NBA uh, single uh, game, obviously, projections uh, and showdown are also free today. So check those out. Okay, now to some rocket values, uh, Ben. These are still golfers that are ranked inside the top 50 in driving distance that we're going to talk about for the next bit. First one I want to talk about is Jason Day. I still can't play him. But last week was the spot to do it. Now, basically at 9,000, 8,900, we know how bad his back is still. Are you, are you going to get there this week? Or would you rather just bet him top 10 and call it a day? Probably more of the latter. And, and that was someone I, I had my eye on a little bit. And I, I do want to add some context. Then listen, you get it done how you get it done. But he really played 18 good holes of golf, not four days yeah, of exactly. golf. He had yeah. one huge round. And then he looked like the Jason Day that we've seen for a while now. So Even I, par, I, yeah. I would be a lot more encouraged if he was just really solid for four days. It was not that. And to me, that's a little trappy. I'm not going to be honest. Not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. You're going to be honest. Uh, there. See, Jason Day, this is what he does to the show. He, This guy, man, I tell you what. Uh, yeah, I'm not really there. He does profile well. 
for this he, golf course he if he's healthy, but he's not healthy. Like you said, I, I think he shot eight under for the tournament and he shot eight under on Friday. So it's, it's a perfect example. 54 holes at even par wouldn't have even made him the cut if he played 36 holes at even par. So yeah, that's, I'm there with you. I can't play him. Next thing I had on my list, uh, chat just brought up Gary Woodland. I uh, want to say anything about him. Yeah. I mean, Gary Woodland to me is, is certainly more interesting uh, than day. This is a guy that, you know, at times it's looked like he was getting it together and then it it's kind of, you know, been a little quiet, yep. uneventful, but at the same time, Tita green is pretty solid, positive in four or five really just hasn't had that big putting week that you usually need to, to compete. And here he's going to be very aggressive. Uh, I think he's got the game there. Price seems more than reasonable. Um, nothing else to say. I, I'm not going to say it's all systems go, but there's no reason if I land on Woodland, I'm going to be deterred. I think it's just a fine play. I do too. So uh, Tokyo brings up a, a good point. Tokyo Swan in our chat and, and uh, appreciate you coming in uh, there, Tokyo. He, he says, J day is too good at golf to never win again. I agree. Actually. I, I think that he he's obviously been number one in the world before, but he's just too injured right now. He's, he's not healthy physically. Hopefully he will be again, but man, I mean, you could just see the pain when he goes to pick up the ball out of the hole. And you just don't want that in golf. Same thing with Paul Casey, Ben, had I had known that Paul Casey's spasms were flaring up again at 9,900, he was an easy fate, even though he goes Eagle birdie Eagle on Sunday to end up paying it off. That's just how the chalk works in PGA DFS this year. Just uh, a little word of caution uh, to those wanting to fade some of these golfers up here. Next bomber that I want to talk about. Now we don't, know if he's going to be ranked top 50 on the PGA tour yet, but I'm going to guess he's going to come in pretty darn close, if not better. And it's Garrick Higo. Now he doesn't hit the ball as far as knee knobber does his country mate. Yeah. Nobody does though, <laughs> but nobody does. Um, it's, it's crazy how far he hits it, which he was playing this week, but alas, it's Garrick Higo after two missed cuts. I think I'm actually time to ready to buy back in. I think this is not a bad spot An easy golf course. That's where he's torn it up on this on the European tour. His two wins in Spain were like 25 under or something crazy. I think I like him this week. Haven't I really haven't played this guy at all. Um, and I missed out. And then I was rewarded a little bit uh, the last two weeks because yep. people people have gone a little more. And now I, I think I'm ready to buy in. He didn't play bad. He was just uneventful at Travelers. U.S. Open again. What can you expect? It's very difficult. To make a 60-man cut. And he almost made he, he almost came back and made that cut at the US. He did. Yeah. He was right around it. So I think this is more his style. Attack, attack, attack. That's what good score. Someone that is live to outscore his placement. All of these things are positives. You've got a volatile range. You've got Homa right there who's out of control, make, missing a lot of cuts. But when he doesn't, he's good. Then you've got Grio who missed the cut on the number. Kisner who showed life. So it's it's a, a volatile range by nature. And I think Higo certainly stacks up favorably. Yeah, and, and speaking of just to you know, go back a little bit, I guess, to, to our uh, monkey knife fight prop of the week, Garrett Kigo, when I was watching and he was on featured coverage the first two days, I think he had four eagle putts on the four par fives he played on. So just a guy that when he is in the fairway and on these par fives, he just takes them apart. So I like that here this week. We're going to get four a day. Uh, I, I like buying back in. Now, another guy that, drops hellacious seeds from time to time. And yes, now I'm talking about Phil Mickelson. He's put together some miscuts, much to our dismay. Um, he's trying to make the Ryder Cup end. Like, I don't know. Uh, this might not be a bad spot to play him. Are you betting against him this week? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I probably should, honestly, because 
he is using he's making these cuts and then he's coming in like 65th. Yeah. Uh brutal. I get it with Phil. I just and he can score, there's no doubt, but man, there's some pretty good players. Like Doc Redman is right there. Siwoo is one on a Donald Ross layout, HV three. I I don't think it's like a crazy, oh my God, this that would be the dumbest play alive style. I just think that if, you know, these shares are valuable, you know, you have a finite amount, uh, particularly with depending on how many teams you build. I'm not sure outside of very large field tournaments, if I would even consider going to Phil. Yeah. You and I have kind of had that, you know, mindset. And I think we even said, you know, if he's below 7,100, maybe he's worth looking at in a PGA championship was exactly that he was 6,900 and probably should have been in a couple of lineups. If we just follow our own freaking rules, Ben, we would be fine. I, the thing you have to also realize is that it Phil outside of, and even that week, Phil at no point is, is burning you. He could have been an asset one week, but if you do not play Phil, nothing happens. Uh, Exactly. That's it. Like no one else is going to do it either. So unless you're really looking to be different, I think the prudent play is to, to go to guys that we, we know maybe are a little more well-rounded at this point. I don't know about being more well-rounded for this next golfer, but he was going through a nice stretch of golf. Then he, he caught COVID and he struggled to come back from it a little bit, but a top 10 last week uh, at Travelers and an eighth and an 11th place finish here at Detroit Golf Club at the Rocket Mortgage. It's Sepp Straka, a guy that absolutely pounds the ball. I believe he'll be in the Olympics coming up as well. Um, good for Sepp. Now, if I'm wrong about that, you guys can correct me in chat, but I'm pretty sure he's Austrian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I him and Weisberger, maybe. Him and Weisberger, yeah. So, Sepp Straka, are you interested this week? 7,700. Um, I like him a lot. I do, too. It, it, it's, I mean, this just shows golf in a nutshell. He had lost seven straight weeks with the Irons. He'd been terrible, and then he gained five and a half strokes with the Irons at Travelers. That's what did it. I mean, you look at his results, he's done absolutely nothing. And then he flips the irons in a huge way and boom, he's right back to where he was. So uh, that just shows the volatility. I like courses that aren't going to really punish him around the green. I, I do want to say that Maverick is right there, who is another interesting candidate. Uh, so there are, there are other options if you don't per se want to go uh, to Straka. McNeely, world-class putter when he gets hot, maybe Super more than world-class. Like when he gets hot with his putter, he doesn't miss from anywhere on the green. I was right. He's from Austria and he is playing uh, in the Olympics as Sepp Straka. Not with Fiesberger though. With one of your other boys. A Schwab? Yeah, but nice. Schwab. So that's actually a pretty good pairing. I really wish God. the Olympics for golf would put in a team event. Like if there's two guys for it, just have like an alternate shot for day two for a team medal. Yeah, that'd be Anyways, that'd be fun. I would love to see Schwab and Straka against Dietrich and Peters and the like, uh, you know, Connors and Hughes. They're, they're all right there. Um, anyways, okay. Moving on. Uh, it's not the Olympics yet, but it will be in a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of other guys in this rocket value range that I want to talk Matt Jones, Cam Davis, Tom Lewis, Bo Hostler, all in the top 30 in driving distance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Cam Davis, 7,200 was the quickest pop-out value when I was reading down at first. And the more and more I look, I like it. I know he's missed the cut here, but when I looked, it uh, was because of his putter. So that's kind of fixed this year. I'm ready to buy into 7,200 Cam Davis this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty easy to see why that's he's been playing better golf in a long term. Now, lately, he's not been nearly as good as he had a real run there. And it's certainly regressed, but this is still a guy driver heavy, aggressive, a lot of things that you want for this course. Uh, the tougher one for me is Bo Hostler, who has been irrelevant for a while. He has found something it looks like. So he had lost in five straight tee to green. He gained eight and a half strokes tee to green at Palmetto. And then you wonder what would happen. He gains 10, or not 10. He came in 10th at Travelers, gained another four strokes tee to green. You, you do that with his putting you're going to have some some quality showings. And I think that is something to keep in mind this week. Definitely. I I brought him up and gave a nod to our, our buddy, Eric Lindquist, because he loves this guy. He's loved him for a while. And, and yep. I brought him up last week that said exactly that. If this guy finds fairways and finds greens and his putter wakes up, I mean, maybe you could say that about every golfer, but really about Paul Hostler, his profile of being on tour has been a great putter. And then he hits the long ball. So, yeah, I think he's coming into form. I like him a lot this week. He's in that low seven range, so he's going to fit that build of DeChambeau-Wolf if I want to go it. Or even if if you are keen to Neiman this week, you know, even a DeChambeau-Neiman uh, if you want to go. Now, before we go on to some other uh, bombs, if you will, and then the anti-rockets, is there anybody else that uh, you would like to pair up with Bryson as your second guy? Or who are you definitely going to play if you don't play Bryson in your lineup? So, yeah, if you don't play Bryson, I think the best look is probably more like balanced and you can really pepper that 9K range with some of the guys we've talked about. Um, you know, and then it gets tricky. The mid sixes are there's a lot of different types of players there. Sharp call from Chad about Pat Perez. Thought he was really sneaky last week. Didn't get it done. Don't mind holding on. You know, sometimes it's a, a more than a one week process. I think that we're both, I don't I'm actually going to ask you rather than make that statement. Yeah. Chez is starting to really find it. And I've been playing him a lot. I don't think this is the best course for him per se, but you've, you've taught me this with Chez. When he's playing well, you just kind of play him. And when he's not, you kind of wait. And he is playing pretty well right now. Yeah, he is. Um, obviously, we, we love to use Chez on, on golf courses that are, you know, below 7,000 yards because, it, you know, the, he does profile as one of the shortest hitters on the PGA Tour. Um, but if his irons are as good as they have been, been and, and they've been great, it doesn't matter how far he's hitting it because he's going to find a bunch of fairways. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is a really tough one. I think his price is reasonable. I think I'll probably, I haven't put him in a main lineup yet. Let's put it that way. Um, but he's going to be one of my higher GPP plays. I believe at this point, I, I just think that going down, you know, to say this Hostler or Cam Davis range is where I'm ending up for this kind of next spot in my lineup for a main lineup. And the 7,600 range is kind of getting squeezed out a little bit. Um, not going to lie to you. So, um, 
Okay, let's let's go, uh, and we'll come back to the Ches Reeves of the world. I promise, we'll have plenty of time. We don't have anything coming up after us, directly after us, I should say. We've got plenty of things coming up tonight, though. Um, so let's talk about a couple rocket bombs, if you will. These are going to be golfers that are below seven thousand in price and hit the ball much further than most drive, uh, drivers on the PGA Tour. Start with Patrick Rogers. This guy has been playing pretty well lately. 20th on tour this year in driving distance. I kind of like this profile. He's a good putter too. So I'm going to play Patrick Rogers a bit this week. You mentioned good putter. He lost eight strokes at Travelers putting, and that's going to result in nothing good happening. But he had been finding it. He's one of these guys that you see him on the first page of the leaderboard, honestly, once a week, yeah. but it's for an hour or two. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, what happened to him? Um, so I think it's there. It's just, can he start to sustain it maybe for a couple rounds? And then ultimately, of course, for a tournament i like the off the tee i like the putting combo we've seen him uh you know john deere he was a runner-up you know shootout things like yep. that i i see it again you're not going to want to devote a ton of shares but sub seven uh patrick rogers definitely on the radar yeah it's interesting it's almost like he sees his name on the leaderboard and doesn't think it should be there and then that's the climax of his tournament and, and he then he's done it. yeah it's 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 weird um definitely see that with patrick rogers as well uh, Dylan Fratelli has been non-existent for quite a while now, but if we're talking about bombers or guys that hit rockets, Fratelli is certainly one of them. No doubt. He's also someone that is an insane scorer. When he gets going, it's out of control. His form is to the point where I don't know if it can, even though he fits, I don't know if it can overcome it. He's just playing awful. And that that's unfortunate because this is a pretty good spot in theory for him. He's a really good, uh, at times around the green player, it can get hot with the putter. I think I'd rather, this kills me to say, I think I'd rather play Scott Piercy. Before we get to Piercy, let's talk about the American version of Dylan Fratelli right now. And that's Cameron Champ. The guy hits the ball far, but that's all he's doing right now. And the form might be worse than Fratelli's. Yeah, that, that's bad because even if it's a debate and it is, uh, that's not, a, that's not a club you want to be part of. And his is all short game. He is non-competitive. He's not tour level, uh, I'll be honest, uh, yeah. right now around the green or even putting. And it's really hard, no matter how good you drive it, if nothing is working around the green. So to me, unless you're going – unless you're making a couple teams and you're just like, I don't care about anything but driving distance, I think that champ is probably on the outside looking in. Plus 15, plus 5, plus 14, plus 9 – in his last eight rounds of golf combined. I mean, that's just horrific. Uh, like yeah. you said, it's not PGA tour level right now. I know that we've, we've talked about driving distance being so important this week, but you got to have something else. And he has absolutely nothing else. So I'm also out nope. a couple of names that made the cut last week. A couple of names that flashed on the leaderboard at one point, at least uh, Austin Eckrode. Now we don't know if he's a bomber yet, but it seems like he hits the ball far. In fact, all of these 21 year olds, I'm basically just putting in the bomber category until we know they're Colin Morikawa or they're not, which Morikawa has really been the only young guy that doesn't hit it far per se. Uh, so Eckrode, Will Gordon, JB Holmes, Will Gordon was the most frustrating golfer to watch on the weekend. He played so bad that I think I'm out this week. Um, JB Holmes. Oh God, JB Holmes. Uh, he's, he's another guy. I, I just, I can't stand watching. Um, maybe I could go down to Tyler McCumber and interest you. Yeah. It's going to come down to how often do I need to like really get crazy here? 
Um, you know, this is where Bryson is really important. If you, if you yep. really want a lot of Bryson and you want, I want a Bryson Decky team, I want a Bryson Wolf and another guy team. You might have to look to Will Gordon and maybe shank uh, JB Holmes area. If not, your last man in could be Cam Davis. Uh, and that is pretty interesting. I don't see a lot down here, man. I let, let me ask you a, a, another kind of type of question. We saw Matt Wolf come in second here last year, right? We saw Doc Redmond come in second here two years ago, right? So do you think that this course, because it's so easy, allows these younger, unproven guys to come out and just play golf and not have to worry about losing a ball, worry about sight lines, worrying about having to know the course? And obviously I ask you that reason because we've got three golfers down here below 6,700 that we don't know much about that could be – you know, 8,000 players in a field like this in a year from now. Yeah, I, I do think there's, again, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with this theme. I don't want to get too crazy, but I think these guys are more programmed and they're more comfortable playing an easier golf course and trying to really score with the best players in the world than playing a difficult golf course and trying to avoid bogeys with the best players in the world. I think what separates the true best players is not how well they score, but how much they limit the damage uh, on difficult courses and, and holes where they screw it up. Uh, so to me, if it's, a, if it's a pure make as many birdies as you can, I think these guys uh, that we haven't seen a ton of are at a huge advantage relative to their skill. And that will make me a little more interested in some of those, you know, the John Pox of the world. Yeah, let's talk about him first, and then we'll move on to the other two. But let's talk about Pock. Would you, are you more encouraged after his second start where he missed on the number or do you think that's indicative of something we could continually see for a little while until he gets it going? I do. I do think, I mean, obviously uh, we want him to win, not going to lie, but the encouragement, was it up or down based on missing it on the number last week? Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is another guy, again, I wasn't paying too close attention. I've not played this guy yet, but from what I've seen, he's obviously got some talent. He had some stretches that looked really good. It was more, you know, to make a, a, Full field event and T65, you can't have other stretches where you're just not remotely competitive. Uh, so right now it looks like he's putting pretty well. Everything else is a little little work in progress. But he's, he's also 6,300 in a right. much easier field. So I think this is certainly the best spot he's had so far. If you haven't lost money on him yet, unlike me, um, <laughs> this might be a good spot to try and lose some money on him uh, and try and get that leverage for all the reasons we said cheapest price, easiest field, easiest course. Couldn't have a much better situation for Pac to make his first cut. I'm a little, I'm a little bit, um, I'm encouraged uh, from my standpoint. I'm encouraged that he was able to get to the line. I was discouraged with the fact that he shot one over on Friday to miss. He shot two under all he needed to do was go out and shoot 70 and he couldn't do it again. I, I know it's, it's his first professional cut. It's going to take time. Heck, Justin Rose missed his first, what, like 10? And now, you know, we saw what he's done in his career. Um, not saying he's going to be Justin Rose in his career, but we just don't know. A couple of other guys. Ryan Brem is third on the tour in driving distance. The guy doesn't play all that much, but are you going to have him one or two or 10 shares? I, I will say this. I think that if you if you are doing that really heavy bomber stack, he's a better play than champ. Um, I, mean, for a lot I of agree. Reasons. Yeah. You know, totally people don't know this guy and he bombs it every every bit as good as anyone else. So uh at 61 that's different and I, I again i don't think in all honesty that i'll need to play him but if i go really aggressive with bombers i, I think that he is in the conversation even more than someone like champ 
How about uh, Chris, not Christopher anymore, depending on what site you look at, depending on what statistical numbers you look at. Chris Ventura gave him 21st last year. He's down in this range. I guess let me ask you a different way because we all, you and I both like Pac a little bit. You and I both like Brem. Ventura, Pac, Brem, rank them for me. Uh, I think I would go, even though these guys, again, it's pretty dicey, I would go Pac. Rem Ventura has done nothing, nothing um, for a while since that that dual event with Hovland, and then they yeah, both- him and Hagee, I think in theory makes sense, but they're just playing so bad. I don't see myself really allocating shares to these guys. So I take um, Hagee over them. Honestly, okay. Hagee made a run at the cut last week uh, when I was paying attention. I think he he birdied like four of his last six, but ended up missing. So um, all right, we're gonna move on to some anti rockets. So some kind of guys that are going against the theme uh, that I've been going here, but still plenty of great finishes among these guys at this golf course. So we're gonna talk about them in depth. Before we do, though, want to mention uh, our podcast network that we've got. This great show here. If you hate looking at my face, my ugly hair, and, and Ben's got his glasses on. If you don't like looking at all that, yeah, just go ahead and listen to the podcast. Download any of your favorite providers. You can go ahead and go that there, and also. We've got a great thing over at our Hosmo Hall of Fame Twitter account. We love seeing the screenshots when you guys win, especially when we lose. The only thing to make that just a little bit better is seeing some of your successes. So make sure you're tweeting us out your wins. And of course, you follow all that and you have your Osmo avatar in your DK or FanDuel uh, profile. You're going to be eligible to win a platinum uh, pass from us. So uh, stay tuned for that. And of course, tweet us at the Osmo Hall of Fame account. All right, now some anti-rockets. Maybe we've talked a little bit about Keegan Bradley and not much about Ricky Fowler. Let's start off with those two guys. Bradley, for me, I I just can't pay $9,000 for him. I'd much rather at this golf course go up and get Matthew Wolf, who's a way better putter than Keegan Bradley will ever be, sadly. No argument there. I think Keegan is interesting more in the betting market. He's 45-1. to Um, And Keegan's a guy that when he has it, it's very few and far between. When he does have it with the putter, he can win. Uh, he and everyone coming off of Travelers really sour on him because he missed a cut there. I don't love the price, but I, I like the profile in the betting market for Keegan. So I have no problem with that. He, he may make his way onto some teams, but I agree. I was hoping for him more in the, you know, the mid to lower eights and where he just didn't see that this week. I haven't seen any new Rocket Mortgage Ricky Fowler commercials lately, but chat, if you've seen some, let me know. Um, he gets... 7,300 and 900% owned last week. Now he's going to be 8,700 and 0% owned this week. Are you going to make that same mistake again? Or would you rather just bet him top 10 and be satisfied with the top 10? This week? That really is the, the only question with Ricky is, are you going to make that mistake? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've tried to, I mean, everyone knows I really like Ricky. I, yeah. I jumped off for a while and I, I really was shocked last week that he Me didn't too. play well. I, I thought it was a perfect situation. He didn't get in the U.S. Open. He had been playing great. To see three penalties again in two two rounds is extremely discouraging. It is. It's like what I was witnessing with Spieth for two and a half years. Just would play decent. And out of nowhere, the penalty, the the, the tee shot or the approach shot would be like, what's happening here? Um, so maybe he's just not there. That means we can't play him this week, right? I mean, if he's, again, this is why I rely on the tools here at Osimo. If we project him for very low ownership, uh, I'm going to play him because I, similar to Jason Day and injuries aside, I still believe there's going to be some really good golf in Ricky's future. 
I just can't devote main lineups, single entries, things like that to a guy that is he's he's proving that he cannot reliably be counted on to make cuts. Spaz, um, in our uh, chat, he he comes up with uh, some good stuff, and I love the word variant now. Now, not for the COVID variant, but you know, watching Loki, and it's all about variants. He wants to know he needs a variant of Zalatoris or Grio, the one that putts. So, which variant is it going to be this week for you out of those two guys who actually do profile rather similar? Yeah, I mean, Grio, you're getting a, a pretty pretty nice discount uh, yeah. off Will Z. And I'm not going to overreact to Greer. Honestly, that was, I was most disappointed in myself. I was not going to get away from Ricky last week. I liked wise and, and honestly that worked out because he scored yeah. so well. Yeah. Greer was the one, I'm not saying I shouldn't have played any, but I had a little too much and the putter kind of cooled off. The approach is cooled off and he missed basically on the number. I'm not going to overreact to that. Uh, I'm going to play him again. I'm not going crazy, but it would be Greer once again for me. Well, what is it with Greer that, he did it at the Valspar too. Literal Jackal and Hyde in his opening rounds. Can we get away from that and just shoot 200 and 200 and get to the weekend? What's going on with that one round where he doesn't care? I will say, and I, of course these things are somewhat noisy, but when Grio shoots really bad on Thursday, his scoring average on that Friday is unbelievably good for showdown purposes. Like he rebounds with some big time, big time outputs to get himself inside cuts that he has no business. But as you said, why is he so far outside the line after 18 holes? That is really concerning sometimes. It is. Uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, we talked about, does fit in this mold of kind of uh, anti-rocket. So at 10,000, we really didn't talk about him much. I would rather play the other iron star in this range. I'd rather pay $400 and get Matsuyama. It's going to be really tough for me. I, I just think Bryson... He sets up so well here. I'm not going to be able to not play him. I'm going to have to. So if I'm going to get one of these other two guys, and it's only going to be one of two, Ben, it's going to be Hideki for me. Yeah, same with me. Wilsey's lost five straight with Putter. He's shown he can do it. I mean, he dueled with Decky at, at Augusta, obviously. I just, again, you know, on the flip side, we always talk about guys who are really, you know, John Pock. He's 6,300, and he might be an, a 10K golfer. Now, we know Will Z is good. I'm not saying that. But we also still don't know a ton about this guy. I don't think it's unrealistic to think that maybe he's going to have some ebbs and flows and some of his recent form is going to continue to struggle. So I'm a little cooled off him. Great iron player, worthy of the tag. But at the same time, I don't think it's just, oh, 10K, you got to play him. Now, in your one lineup, not to circle back, if it's Matsuyama or DeChambeau, one of them, it's, it's Bryson, right? Just to make sure we're on the same page probably um it would take some type of ownership discount and and lineup construction i have not built yet so yep. like if there, if for some reason i'm clicking in bryson and i can't make it work thousand dollars cheaper is Hideki. Yeah. yeah i'm fine but if i can i mean what what's there to say about bryson he certainly sets up pretty damn well now at 10-4 we just need bryson to not score 140 points like he did last year and say Hideki to get to 13 or 14 under, which I think he definitely can do this week. Spaz was asking the question, can Hideki get to 18 under this week and pay off the salary? That's where it's close, but that's where I'd rather have Hideki than Zalatoris. Zalatoris putter is, is atrocious right now. So um, back on a couple more antis, Kevin Kisner is the absolute epitome of an anti-rocket this week coming off his best form. But is he in the Jason Day camp? He was definitely Jacqueline Hyde. Two good rounds, two bad rounds. 
means he's not quite there yet. Would you rather save him for someone else or is this the time to jump? Uh, I tried to play him for so long. I was betting him. Didn't have him last week. I, I feel like it's a little chasey. He gained seven strokes putting. Typical it was a little too. better tee to green, but it wasn't fifth place at the Travelers good. And I think that that's going to be a little misleading to a lot of people. They're going to see Kisner and say, oh, boom, I'll go right back to him. And I, I get that. But at the same time, price increase off a, a big time outlier putter performance. I don't think I'm going to be there as much as the field is. Yeah, and uh, a couple of uh, anecdotal notes coming in our chat about Ricky. Uh, Of course, the new baby announcement coming, and it looks like uh, maybe uh, one of his friend or his agent passed away. So maybe uh, a little bit of extra motivation for Ricky this week to to play well. And of course, uh, he's the Rocket spokesman. So a couple of other guys, uh, Cam Tringale, since those nine holes at the PGA Championship is all but looked pretty broken, Ben. Um, Can you buy into him this week? Uh, Looks like he's going to be highly owned on first run. No, um, just not a guy that I have a lot of interest in. I'll let other people. We've talked about, you know, Homa, Higo, Grio, Siwoo's there, Redmond. Yeah. A lot of names ahead of him for me. So let's talk about a couple of those. Siwoo, Kim, Brendan, Todd, a couple of other anti-Rockets. Either one of those in your player pool this week. I'll say this. If they are, they have a good chance of being grouped together with a lot of their other anti-Rocket buddies because maybe I'll play some lineups that are not as you know, dependent on the driving and the, you know, the, the distance that you're going to get with some of these guys. I don't think that's a priority for me though. They, they're great and they can make a lot of putts, but at the same time, they're giving up a ton off the tee. Doc Redman made the cut last week, uh, was paired up with Neiman on Sunday. So they put them on featured coverage. They were one of the first ones out at minus two. And I watched him and it looked like he was just off a little bit. Um, you know, put that ball out of bounds on, on 13 after he had finally started to get going. And, and just basically for every one step forward, it was two step backs. Now he was coming off a, a what, a top 10, maybe even a top five at the start before. Um, why did he play so well here a couple of years ago if he is kind of the anti-profile of what we would think would do well? Yeah, I mean, well, certainly when you look at what happened, he gained five strokes putting one year and three and a half the other year. That's going to help. And it's kind of what he's been doing right now. His irons were really good, but his off the tee game is really bad right now. He's lost over three strokes off the tee and three of four. That is not able to – so I don't care. Put a lot of pressure on the other parts of your game. Huge amount of pressure. So I don't think that Doc Redman should be – just thrown in there because of the course history. I do think he's doing some things well, but you got to make sure that his off the tee game steadies a bit because this is not going to set him up for success. Would you rather play Harold Varner or Lucas Lever, or would you rather go to say Ches Reeve, Kyle Stanley, Brand Snedeker, Kramer Hickok range? HV3 is one that I, I really have trouble with. Um, Irons out of nowhere against seven at Travelers. I do think he's pretty close. I'll be honest. I just don't know exactly where the game is. He's been a little, I mean, just, eh, it's not as good as I'm sure his standards are higher than just squeezing through some cuts coming in like 45th. So I may have some of him. Stanley, I think is fine. Pat Perez, Norin is there. I, do you have any feel on Norin? Cause I, I never talk about never getting a guy, right. Uh, very difficult to think he can shoot 25 under. Yeah. I, I think we, maybe we struggle to get him right. Uh, all the time, Ben, but I think he does profile better as a grinder. If, if we look at his best finishes, minus three at the Memorial T13, 
We go back to the Genesis minus five was T12, right? It's not that he's bad at the scoring events, the Byron Nelson T21, where he put up 15 under, I would just say his high finishes come at grinded out events. Um, So I don't hate him here, but I think, I think I'd rather, if I'm going in this range, I think I'd rather just try and play Ches Revy and look for that form. That's if I'm going in this range, you know, they're both, I believe 7,600. So yeah, I'm not sure. And then there's Kramer Hickok. The guy comes in second place last week. And when we can say out of nowhere, I mean it. I mean, a couple of weeks before, maybe at a top 13 at Congaree or whatever it was. But I mean, th- this is just a flash in the pan, right? The 800K straight to the bank account pays off the mortgage is in a good spot for his career. You can't imagine the form will continue, do you? No, no chance. Not no chance that it can continue. Just no chance I'm going to pay to find out. Yep. Uh, Should have won, did everything and then some. Uh, no, no fault of his own. Just didn't, you know, that just shows how hard it is to win. But I don't think that that's a catalyst uh, for Kramer Hickok per se. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, Lanto Griffin, uh, also kind of in this anti-range. And uh, Patton Gazire playing bad golf. Then we got a bunch of guys that played well here last year or the year before. That, again, don't fit the profile that I've kind of been pitching to you. Danny Willett, Troy Merritt, Adam Hadwin, Ryan Armour, Tom Lewis, Mark Hubbard, Henrik Norlander. A lot of guys that played well here last year. Any of those interest you as we uh, wind down our coverage here? Yeah, I mean, some of these names, certainly tomorrow, stay tuned. Me and Eric Lindquist will be talking in depth about some of these guys because I think there's some tournament plays in there. I'm going to throw out uh, Troy Merritt, I think, has been playing some pretty good golf. Mark Hubbard looked good, but he also gained four and a half strokes putting. I want to keep that in context a little. So there are some names. I mean, KH Lee for a little while there was great, and then he was – Potter. Oh, oh, but um, his Potter was real, real bad at so, uh, Saturday. Yep. Don't think these guys are main lineup potential, but I do think they're, uh, you know, in the pool per se. And what a way to, to go out. A Kevin Stadler super chat. I just love to hear it. Um, oh, good times. As first always, of all, we appreciate you. Thank you, uh, Kevin. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming into the chat, Kevin. Is it Kevin Stadler time? As much as I'm pulling for the guy, I, I can't get behind it. Um, no. We saw something like it with Willie McGirt last week. Just get through the cut. Good for Willie. Um, but I, I just, I can't, I can't do it here this week. So, um, all right. Uh, I think uh, we're coming up just on our time end. Uh, let me, let me ask you as, as it is the strategy show. I asked you kind of earlier, if you're not playing Bryson, who would you pick? You gave me a couple of names. Now, who would the first two names be? Knowing that you're not going to pick Bryson, who are the first two names you want to click after to make sure that you're getting at least some win equity, not picking Bryson? So I think that Neiman is a guy that comes to mind for the scoring okay. potential. Yep. Uh, De- Decky is the guy that I think is probably the best player, but I do think it's a reasonable concern with him about the scoring. You know, okay. he is more built to really be electric in, in a difficult environment than shoot 30 under, but his irons are so good. He's such a good player. I think that's where I would look in the upper ranges. There's obviously punts that I like, but they don't, it doesn't matter about Bryson at that point. Right. Okay. Well, uh, one more thing I wanted to go over. Of course, there are some huge contests coming up for, uh, not just the Open Championship, the Olympics, but also the Fantasy Golf World Championship. We've been seeing some really great tweets about people qualifying and had some questions within those about how to qualify and how to do it. So 
you can try and qualify for the FWC this week. Let me just see. Most weeks it's a, a $5 buy-in and I'm going to show you how to find it. Um, yeah, it looks like this week the, the lowest one is $5. And here's what you do. You go to the lobby on DraftKings, you click golf, you click the rocket mortgage. And this has to be done the easiest way to find it. It has to be done on, the, on a laptop or a desktop. Click lobby, you click golf, you click the rocket mortgage and go over to that left-hand side where it says contest types and click satellites and qualifiers. And right there, you'll see all of them listed. Super easy. Just wanted to make that note how to look and see how you can qualify for these things. There's the $4,400 satellite for the Millie Maker coming up in a couple of weeks. I know uh, we just had a uh, follower of, of the show win that, win a satellite and then win it this week. Pretty life-changing stuff. So a uh, great way to do it. So Ben, any other notes um, uh, about the Rocket Mortgage? If not, you can send us off and uh, send us off to the John Deere Classic next week. Yeah, yeah, lovely. No, I think one of the things is, you know, when you're when you're looking at recent form, understand what your tournaments you're looking at. Like the U.S. Open in this, it's not the same. Uh, does it matter how they played? Maybe a little, but I'm not going to worry too much. Think of your guys in terms of scoring potential. Link them up. And certainly, as, as we always say, we have such a good team here. Lean, lean on the tools. That's why we're here to help you guys. Jason's got his videos out, certainly the articles. We've got our pro play exposure tool. Uh, you get an indication of what we're doing, what Eric, Alex, the whole team. Um, so these are the type of things that can really make the difference. Tomorrow, we will be back, certainly answering more questions and whatnot. Find us on Twitter. We got the handles right there. We are going to bounce on out for the Rocket Mortgage. But good luck, everyone. Hit that like button on your way out. We really do appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>